Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. I spoke to Mr. Kassan. Paracelsus has to be taken alive. Alive? Yes, in the state that Mrs. Frederick is in. If he dies suddenly, it could cause a rupture in her psyche. He has to be captured. He has to be bronzed. And that's how we can transfer the caretakership back to her. This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 20, The Truth Hurts. Guest cast, Anthony Head, Josh Baylock, and James Marsters return as Paracelsus, Nick Powell, and Professor Sutton, respectively. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson, written by Drew Z. Greenberg, Michael Jones-Morales, and John Paul Nickel. Directed by Jack Kenny. Original air date, July 8th, 2013. Uh, well, how is she? Worse and worse by the hour. Dr. Abigail's with her, but her memory's failing, and she's... fading. And now, the episode quick cap. The regents inform Artie that the team must find Paracelsus alive in order to transfer power back to Mrs. Frederick. When Claudia asks Artie a question about Joshua, Steve sees that Artie is lying about getting the blood from Joshua to save Claudia. Mrs. Frederick insists that Abigail leave the warehouse to protect the warehouse knowledge that she holds. Abigail protests but eventually understands the importance of keeping the information safe and leaves. Pete and Micah head off to investigate cancer patients being cured in San Francisco by a man holding a glowing bowl. This leads Pete to wonder if Paracelsus can save Micah. After speaking with Nick and Sutton, Artie and Claudia figure out that Paracelsus needs petrified wood in order to make the immortality spell work. Pete and Micah head to Coit Tower in San Francisco, where they hope to stop Paracelsus by sending a blast of energy through the Farnsworth using the caretaker ribbon combined with the scanning disc. Sutton shows up and tries to kill Paracelsus, so the energy blast misses him and he becomes immortal. Pete captures him by having Claudia hack into the harbor computers, raising the drawbridge and keeping Paracelsus from escaping. Bronzing Paracelsus does not work because he, being the person who originally perfected the bronzing technique, knew how to make himself immune. Micah leaves to have surgery. Pete tries to interrogate Paracelsus, hoping to save Mrs. Frederick, but instead gets fooled by Paracelsus's lies about being able to save Micah. He escapes. Steve confronts Artie, and Mrs. Frederick tells him that he must tell Claudia before she finds out herself. Artie finally tells Claudia that the DNA came from her long-thought-dead sister, and not Joshua. Claudia is upset, but there is no time to get into it with him as the warehouse is falling apart. As they all begin to evacuate, Claudia realizes that she must stay and fight. So then what? Paracelsus just takes over? Claude, come on. You're, you're the future caretaker, right? Feel anything about him? I don't know, like, where he is? The artifacts of the week? Hippocrates' fibula. Helpful in mole removal. Implied to have healing powers when mixed with another artifact. And John Logie Baird's scanning disc. It was first used by John Logie Baird in 1926. It was the world's first demonstration of the live transmission of moving images. So we're going to show him a movie? No. What we're going to do is we're going to use a Tesla to blast the energy of this ribbon through our Farnsworth and transmit it to your Farnsworth directly at Paracelsus. Oh, so we're going to take him down by remote? Exactly. And disconnect his connection to the warehouse. Facilitates the transfer of electromagnetic energy through any medium. Artifact descriptions from Warehouse Wiki are linked on our website, the13thwarehouse.com. I'm still in training, but I will find this guy. A bitch put me in bronze. I have a score to settle. 
Okay, so they figure out that Paracelsus has to be taken alive. And if he dies suddenly, it can destroy Mrs. Frederick's psyche. So when Sutton went to try to kill him... This is for Charlotte! What? No! He not only screwed up their whole plan and allowed him to escape, but he also could have severely injured or killed Mrs. Frederick in the process. And all they say to him afterwards is that he has to be more careful because he's mortal now. (laughs) I mean, he messed up everything they were trying to do. There were so many opportunities or so many mishaps in this episode that I could scream. Right. Uh, and, and I kind of did. The thing is, especially with Miss uh, Mrs. Frederick, it's bad to see her like that. And it seems like somebody with Alzheimer. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. It, it just was really heartbreaking. Yeah, but I just can't even believe that this guy shows up messes up everything and they don't even say anything to him except that you have to be more careful you're immortal now Mm -hmm. that's it you know he needed a slap or something yeah that's it Mm -hmm. i think when i wrote the recap i wrote that because he showed up it caused them to miss paracelsus but that wasn't the case it's just that he showed up which let paracelsus know that there were others there so he was ready for them to attack yes And then Steve sees that Artie isn't being truthful about something about the DNA. And Artie knows right away as he's speaking that Steve is picking up on it. Oh, thanks to Joshua's blood sample, you have the chance. Yeah, how was Josh, by the way? Did he faint when you took the blood? Because when it comes to needles, he's so not much. Yeah, you know, he was pretty queasy. Look, can we please focus on stopping Paracelsus, getting Mrs. Frederick better? Steve, I want you to go prep the bronzer. and Pete, you and Micah go dig through whatever we've got on Paracelsus. Copy that. Well, I was wondering where he got the DNA at, too. Well, I absolutely remember this part of the story. We find out later that she has a sister. And I do remember that whole story and why Artie never told her she had a sister and why he kept it a secret for so long. Oh, an informed decision. Yeah. God, that must have been so nice. Listen, it's not that simple, Claudia. Could you listen hey, does, to Does Joshua know? Does, does Claire know about me? Does she know where I am? How long have you known? No, Claudia, you're focusing on the wrong thing. When did you know? It was part of my intel when I was tracking Redicus's compass, so I knew before I met you. I don't know what episode we're going to get back to this, because, you know, at the end of this, she's fighting the warehouse. Yeah. I know we do eventually get back to the story, and she does have a sister. At the end, when she yells at him, did Joshua know? Artie didn't answer, and I couldn't tell if that meant Joshua knew because I can't remember that part. I want to say Joshua knew because he had a, he was older than her. Right. So, and the, the sister's older, right? Yeah, they're both older, yes. Because, you know, some siblings are like 18 years apart and, you know, by the time she's born, the sister could have been gone. I know she was alive when the sister, but she was young, 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 young. So, you know, they could have told her anything. She would have not known the difference. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Fredericks mentions Lena when she's talking to Abigail. And again, we hear how she made her a promise. Then later, Lena shows up to comfort Artie. I made you a promise, Lena, and I won't let you. I beg your pardon, Doctor. It's okay, Artie. And there's still a scene, and I remember telling you this before. There's a scene that I have in my head that I might be making up, but I'm still hoping that we're going to hear Lena's story. I hope so. Because Mrs. Frederick keeps saying, I made her a promise. I want to know what the promise was. I mean, she did say once she'd keep her safe, but it has to be more than that. Yeah. And then why does she appear to Artie 
And I think back in maybe the episode that she died, you said something about she's living on a another plane of existence or something. Mm-hmm. That was what you were thinking. So that's kind of almost what it looks like, you know, unless mm-hmm. Artie's just imagining her, which I don't think so. You know, it really yeah, seems so it either. seems like she's showing up to comfort him. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we find out Paracelsus is curing cancer patients in San Francisco. Okay, seriously. So we kind of know what's going to happen because, oh, what a coincidence. He's curing cancer patients when Micah has cancer. Uh-huh. So you know what's going to happen be- even before we got to the end. And you kind of knew that he was going to talk someone into thinking he could cure Micah. Huh? I mean, is it is it possible? I mean, is Paracelsus, I mean, is this part of his plan to cure people? He killed Charlotte. I know, I know. Yes, yes, he did. Also a bunch of villagers 500 years ago, but Mike's... They're cured. I mean, what the hell? And I just... I, I so badly, I just want to believe that... I do too. A lot. But I'm afraid we just don't know his endgame yet. I didn't think it would be Micah, because she's smarter than that. And it wasn't. That one was like, really... Right. That was ridiculous. I understand that he wants to do anything to help her. And he knows. He knows. There's nothing about Paracelsus that would ever think there was a sliver of anything but evil in him. Look, we know that you have a larger plan. So what exactly are you after? I can see you. You know, actually, shut up. Let's bronze him already. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. And he even stops to call Micah before he does anything because he knows he's doing the wrong thing. No, sir, Miss Baring is still in surgery. What? No, 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 no. She, she was supposed to be out by now. Look, what's going on? Were, were there complications? I'm sorry, I don't have you listed as the next of kin. You'll have to wait till the doctor can. Yeah, no, never mind. It's just I, I was going to ask her. And it should have been 100% clear to him when Paracelsus led him to think that he needs to release him so he could do the spell himself. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that should have been 100% clear to him. I know you're upset. It can't be easy with your friend dying. Mrs. Frederick is more than a friend, pal. She helped. No, no, not her. What is it? Uh, the young one, uh, Micah. She's very, very ill. You didn't know. Micah is dying. Please, how could you possibly know that? Her eyes. I saw it in her eyes. He said he could see my cancer in my eyes. Spots on the iris. They can reveal things about someone's health. But you know this. You know she's been lying. You felt it. She's going to die. I know he's clouded with grief and worry about Micah, but that was unbelievably ridiculous. Oh, I'm with you there. (laughs) Oh, I'm with you there. I I was just like, you you can see it coming. Yep. And then the expression on his face towards the end, well, dude. You did this, yeah. You did this. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, Really? You know, that's like, oh, I'm holding somebody for ransom. Give us the money and we'll set them free. Okay, give you the money, they shoot them. Really? (laughs) Right. And seriously, you knew from the beginning he was going to talk somebody into this. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, what a coincidence. The the guy is curing cancer patients. Yeah, but it was sad, sad they all died. Yeah, well, I guess that was his intention. He cured them with some other artifact and then took their life force because remember when he made Sutton and his family immortal he had to kill 600 villagers to do it 
Mm-hmm. So apparently he needed people's life force. So he went around curing these people with some other artifacts so he could take the life force back. It's kind of the way I understood it. Mm-hmm. Part of growing up means you... Oh, please stop. I am 500 years old. What are people going to stop talking to me like I'm a child? When you stop acting like one. Jeez, you want to complain to me about your father not thinking things through? You? The guy whose plan involved turning me into some kind of crumbly bronze art? I forgive you, by the way. That's what adults do. I know you didn't mean for me to get hurt. You were just doing the best you could with the information you had. So you're saying I'm just like him? I'm saying you have a pretty nice view from your glass house over there. Can we just... I need help. Their only clue to where he is is the clue that's the air that is yielded to stone... And Nick is able to remember petrified wood in his old lab. And they figure out that he needs the wood to complete the spell. Petrified wood is formed when plant matter is buried, is cut off from oxygen. That would be the air. That would be the air. When oxygen is cut off, what that does is prevent decay. So when water flows through it... Water, which contains minerals... Yes, those minerals minerals deposit themselves in the plant cells, eventually forming a stone mold. So in cryptic speak, petrified wood is formed... When air yields to stone. <laughs> See, I wish I could go back and retake some of those science tests I flogged. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of All Things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And some of the specific wood that he needed from Turkey was sent to San Francisco and added to the Coit Tower. Paracelsus needs petrified wood for the immortalization process. And apparently a lot of it. Because his lab was destroyed, he needs to go somewhere else to find it. Yeah, but why San Francisco? You can find petrified wood anywhere. No, 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 no. Only in one specific area in western Turkey and eastern Turkey, right near the mouth of the Euphrates River. So it's region-specific. The artifact needs that specific wood in order to work. Right. On Fort Fripari, that area is now way overdeveloped. But about 100 years ago, a bunch of it was sent somewhere else. A certain city by the bay. So they figure out that's where he is. Although, as we know, Sutton screws it all up. Before they find him, Artie wants to use the ribbon and the scanning disc to send the ribbon's energy through the Tesla. But because Sutton screws it up, Paracelsus is able to finish the spell. And like we said, all the people in the hospital die because he siphoned off their life force. So Maggie and all those patients who got well, they're, they're all dead. Just like Istanbul. Progress demands sacrifice. I am Paracelsus, and I shall live forever. He almost gets away, but Claudia hacks into the shipyard and raises the drawbridge so he can't get away. That was kind of too easy, so we knew this wasn't going to be the end. It wasn't going to be, yeah, he's captured and it's over with. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Sutton and Nick head off to start a new life, and Sutton's not happy with his new name, Ned. (laughs) (laughs) And Micah goes to have surgery. I 
talked to my doctor and he's concerned about some pain. He wants to do the surgery today. <laughs> today? Yeah, just, just in case, you know? In case of what? They remove the mass to biopsy it. And they can see if the cancer has, you know, spread. It's a good thing. You know, the, the surgery will tell us how bad this is, and then I can start to fight it. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with you. What? No. Do you think she knew her cancer was more serious than she was letting on? I believe so. Because of the pain, or do you think she always knew? I want to say she knew. Yeah. Always knew. And I think they're making us believe that it was more serious because of how many times Paracelsus said that your your friend is going to die, which he could have been lying, but, you know. But also when Pete calls the hospital and wants to talk to her and they say she's still in surgery and he said she should be out by now. How does he know she should be out by now? I don't know. But it was kind of like making us think that there was something wrong. Me anyway. Uh yeah, well, it, it's always other complications because it could be that, you know, the doctor could have been tied up. Right. Where he couldn't start at the surgeries at 8 o'clock. It's supposed to be done by 10. And if the surgery doesn't get there till 9 o'clock, well, you're not getting out till 11 of the two-hour surgery. Right. And that's why I, I think that phone call was put there to make us think that there had been some complication. Mm-hmm. You know, because number one, the woman's having surgery. He's going to call her and ask her if it's okay to use artifacts to save her. He wanted to talk to her before he decided to go with Paracelsus. I don't know if it was more or less that. I was thinking he was calling her to make sure that she was okay. If she came out of the surgery fine and everything went well, then what would he need him for? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because I thought he was calling her for permission. Which, even though I thought that, I thought it was kind of ridiculous because, of course, she wouldn't give him permission. But I see what you're saying. He's calling to see if she's out of surgery and okay before he decides to go through with the thing with Paracelsus. That makes more sense. Right. You know, did they get it? Did they find it? Is everything okay? You know, he said, well, let me just check on her for a minute and ask her to see how she's doing. So I'm going with that's the reason why he called her. And since he didn't get an answer, that's why he went and did the stupid thing he did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... Because he does this, he not only makes it so Paracelsus can escape, whatever that thing is he was in, but it seems mm-hmm. like it made him more powerful. Well, he said he did something to it. Then he said, no, he did something to the bronzinator. Yeah, he did. He took some chemicals to make it so he, he couldn't be bronzed. Right. So he, I wonder if he knew about that, too. He knew about what? Whatever they put him in. I think something Pete did did that. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, but I just assumed because Pete said that didn't happen when you made Sutton mortal again. Mm, So I think whatever he had Pete do released him and Mm -hmm. it made him stronger. So Pete didn't only just release him and pretty much help him escape, but he's the one who caused the whole warehouse to be taken over by him. There was still the struggle going on with him and Mrs. Frederick. And mm-hmm. then Claudia steps up and uses the ribbon to disconnect Mrs. Frederick to save her life. But she can't disconnect Paracelsus. You can still protect her if you tell her the truth. It may be even safer if she knows she can be prepared for it. Prepared for what? What truth? I'll be gone soon if she becomes a 
find out anyway. It'll be best if you told her. What if she's not ready? I believe Miss Donovan would say she was born ready. And then Ernie has to tell Claudia that he got the DNA from her sister, who she thought was dead. And Artie does say she was a dangerous woman. Yeah, he did. And I do remember that story, and I do understand, and you'll understand if you don't. Do you remember any of the sister part? No. Oh, God, no. Well, you'll understand why Artie never wanted to tell Claudia. It's not just that she's dangerous. And hopefully that'll come up really quick. You have been lying to me. It's complicated. It's a lie, no, no. and you've been doing it as long as I've known you. Please, look, I, it was for your own protection. Protect me from what? From, from the truth? Your sister, she's an incredibly dangerous woman. But I like towards the end, they were fighting about her sister, but then the warehouse started falling apart, and Claudia decides, you know, like she says, she has to stay and fight. But even though Claudia's upset with him, because you know when those two get upset with each other, like, Claudia's stubborn. She just, you know, you lied to me. She doesn't want to hear anything else. But even though Claudia's upset with him, they had a little moment. And neither one of them actually said any sentences. <laughs> you know, because already can't spit out any kind of emotions. Right. But, you know, she knew what Artie was trying to say. And she said, yeah, me too. So at least there was that. I remembered this episode as it was happening. I didn't remember it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like when she stayed in the warehouse, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, God, they're going to have to evacuate the warehouse. And she's still going to be mad at Artie. You don't want it to end like that. Right. Yeah. But at least they had that little thing between them before they left. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, uh, very much. I know. Me too. You have to go. Random notes, some funny stuff, and some other stuff. But first, the funny. I asked myself, what could possibly make a creepy basement even creepier? I know. They could also be a morgue. Yippee! Idea what idea? He's got an idea? He's a smart boy when he's not thinking about cookies or boobies. So he's immortal. So what? How about beheading? Or, or burning alive? Oh, oh, or we chop him into tiny little bits. Huh? Let's experiment. Have you considered that I might be of more benefit to the warehouse as caretaker than this Mrs. Frederick? Tiny little bits. Meet Lily Hitchcock Coit. Wait, 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 wait. My, my dad told me about her. Uh, she was a big supporter of the firemen. And the benefactor of Coit Tower. I actually knew that too. Maybe, but I said it first, so... It was funny. They do a lot of complaining about metaphors. Pete complains about it and Claudia complains about it. They're tired of metaphors. And Micah just looks at both of them like, why would you be tired of metaphors? (laughs) (laughs) He said it would all be clear once he got to the place where the air had yielded to stone. Cryptic. Great. We love cryptic. So it's, uh, it's got to be the Philosopher's Stone, right? Right, and then the air could represent breathing or life like like a metaphor. Metaphors? Worse than cryptic. Looks like he struck again. St. Christopher's Medical Center. Okay, we're on it. Uh, nothing yet on where the air has yielded to stone. I'm still searching. We think it might be a metaphor. I'm so tired of metaphors. Right? That's what I'm saying. 
Claudia freaks out when Artie brings the ribbon Mm -hmm. and she thinks it's for her. And then later on, when Artie's about to tell her about her sister, Claudia thinks he's going to ask her to use the ribbon. And she, at that point, still says, I'm not ready to be caretaker, blah, blah, blah. But when it's time, when she knows Mrs. Frederick's going to die and she feels Paracelsus has full control of the warehouse, Mm -hmm. she steps up. She knows it's time she steps up and it's her idea and she's ready to fight. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like she just knew. All of a sudden, it all clicked in. Yeah. I gotta give it to you. Yeah, she grew up. At that moment, she grew up. Absolutely, yeah. First time she saw the ribbon, she freaked out. Mm-hmm. Then she was calmer. Then the second time when she was trying to tell Artie that she wasn't ready to be the caretaker. But when it was time, she knew it. She felt right. it. And she just did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, why do you have that? Don't panic. That's what Dr. Vanessa was going to use to transfer the caretaker connection from Mrs. Frederick to me. Is it? Is she that sick? See, this resembles panicking. I won't put it on. It's not for you. (sighs) Okay, good. Proceed with explaining, please. I know that tone. Uh, Artie, I'm not ready to talk about being caretaker. Oh, no, no. Find a way to save Mrs. Claudia, it's about something else you may not want to hear about. Could you please listen to me? Paracelsus. His connection's even stronger now. This is the end. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, my God. The ribbon wasn't strong enough to disconnect Paracelsus. Oh, but you could still disconnect Mrs. Frederick. I'm so sorry. The choice was this or death. Thank you, Claudia. So fortunately, we are not watching this in real time because we probably have to wait like a year for season five to start to see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed the episode, but there are just moments where, you know, I'm just like... You know, rolling my eyes going, oh, come on. But it was a good episode. There's a lot of stuff going on where I had to really try to pay attention. But I did enjoy the, um, I enjoyed the episode. And, you know, we had our good moments and we had our bad moments. And we'll see how it goes in the next season. There's only six episodes next season. So I got to imagine they're going to clear this up quickly. I I imagine Mm -hmm. since it's such a short season, but. I know I'll remember when I get to it, but I do remember the sister story, and I do remember another episode that I absolutely hate is coming up. Oh, okay. Just like the one we hated, the black and white one. Oh, okay. I think this one I hate even more, although I haven't seen it in a while. But I think they're going to have to clear this up pretty quickly. They should be. So Kim and I will be taking two weeks off, so we'll be back in three weeks with the first episode of the fifth season. All right, see you then. All right, bye. Bye. I, I, I can't go. Claude? I have to stay. No, absolutely not. You don't know how you know it, but you know it, don't you? The warehouse needs me. I have to stay and fight Paracelsus. No, no, you, it's too dangerous. Artie, you have made enough calls about my safety. I'm deciding this one. I'm, I'm sorry. Listen to me. The warehouse will protect me. Yes, I believe it might. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. We'll be back in three weeks for season five, episode one, Endless Tower. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th Warehouse. On Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. On our website at the13thwarehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. 
See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.